Hello, and welcome to the Enduro Method podcast. Dane Tony here with Joshua Rempel. And today we are talking about in season training versus off season training. So, first of all, what is in season? So, from a kind of a competitive athlete perspective, you typically would have a competitive season um, that would last, uh, well, who knows how long it lasts. But if you had a competitive season, that'd be around races or games or whatever it would be, right? That would be your in-season. And then after that, maybe a little bit of rest time, and then that would roll into what we would call off-season. And off-season would just be kind of the furthest out time from in-season, right? So it's when you're not competing um, in sanctioned events, if you will. Mm-hmm. What does that mean in terms of dirt bikes? Well, again, if you, so if you're non-competitive athlete, like let's just say you're a weekend warrior, you might not have a, a clear cut in season and off season, unless you live in Idaho where we do. <laughs> and it started snowing yesterday. Um, so we are going into off season, forcibly into off season because of weather. So you might be somewhere that weather kind of determines your sport a little bit. Uh, if if you don't and you live in a place again for dirt bike and that you can ride year round, it might not be something as clear as in season off season. But maybe there's other responsibilities. Holidays are such a big thing. You know, maybe you can't get out and ride as much as you'd like. Or something like that. I would kind of call that off season, maybe a little bit. Um, but from a competitive standpoint, it would be yep, like you could use the AMA Hard Enduro Series this year. Um, that would have been definitely in season. Obviously, um, some of those folks went right into Enduro Cross, which would still be in season. And then, let's say from their perspective, they're probably going to go into an off season after Enduro Cross which would, um, you know, they're going to get three or four months maybe before their quote-unquote season starts to ramp back up. Mm-hmm. What's the importance of off-season? Importance of off-season, and again, I'm probably going to talk mostly in the concept of like being a competitive rider, and I only mean competitive in the, in the sense of racing. I don't, like, not competitive in where you place or anything, but just if you're participating in the races. Um the off season, you ideally you would be maximizing the least specific skills to your sport. Um, so the off season is where you would want to not spend as much time on the bike. You'd want to hit the weight room harder. Um, you'd want to shore up all the weaknesses that you can't accomplish by just riding. Right. Um, so you're kind of doing the least specific but and the most general training in the off season and then as you get closer to your your competitive season there's a big shift from general to specific mm-hmm. what how should you optimize your those those less specific things um you want to use it to to take it like you kind of want to start the things that take the longest to build so strength takes a while to build 
it's not something you're going to get in three weeks, right? It's a couple month process and aerobic baseline aerobic capacity is also something that takes a while to build. So if you start trying to ramp those things up four weeks before your opening date, right? Uh, it's just not enough time. Not to say it's better than, it's definitely better than not doing anything, but it's not as good as if you would have started three or four months earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, those are probably the two main focuses is thinking of building strength to use it during your season. You, there's just with all of the time suck of travel and, and bike work and, and getting seat time, being on the bike during your season, um, training takes a back seat as it should, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, training uh, gym specific, let's say. But it's more of a, it goes into maintenance phase, right? It's, it's not something where you're going to make massive gains in that area in season. And that's where you really want to do that in the off season or shoulder season times. Mm-hmm. Totally interesting thought, but like we're in an interesting sport in the sense that we have to perform at our highest. I mean, even you look at Supercross, like they're out there racing weekend after weekend. Like it's not just one event. Like I'm I'm comparing it to the Olympics or something where or you're competing in one event to qualify for the Olympics or whatever it may be. But there's normally in most sports, it's a shorter window or maybe even just one event that you're training for rather than a series of, of race, 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 like that many races. I, I was just like daydreaming of like gymnastics. Like they could probably go to nationals. I have no clue by the way, but <laughs> I'm like, they probably have one thing that they're really working towards and they maybe have the, all these micro events leading up. I'm thinking of like, okay, basketball, we, you know, play all in season and then we'd have, uh, districts. Playoffs. Playoffs. I think we, ours was called districts, but, uh, it was just interesting thinking of like, you know, for, for the hard enduro, uh, extreme, um, championship that I did personally, you know, it was an accumulation of all those. Like, you you know, it wasn't, there wasn't an end-all, be-all. I know TKO was the end, but you'd have to show up to the end. You qualify to it, show up at the end, and then prove yourself for the, all the marbles. Yeah, no, you got to perform every time you're yeah. on. So yeah, so I just thought, I just thought a tangent. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's part of the idea, too, that you're not, you're, you're definitely um, using the gym as a tool for, increasing performance when you can ride right and so mm-hmm. um taking that off season to go through a couple strength cycles and build some base work capacity that's not bike specific that then transfers over to the bike and then when you're able to get on the bike and start really getting that time and you're that much better off right you've corrected for some of those strength imbalances that come from riding all the time um from an injury pers- uh, prevention perspective from you know there's definitely certain muscles that are overused on the bike and some that are underused so you're you're just trying to get balance back in the body you're trying to increase the your aerobic and anaerobic abilities constantly because again a little bit of of the bike is you're you're hampered on some level by how good you are and that goes a couple ways sometimes 
you're so good and so efficient that fitness don't matter well on some (laughs) level right like um you're so good and so efficient that you haven't been pushed as hard as you did five years ago because you weren't as good so you're almost able to settle in a little bit right and so breaking out of that and being pushed in a in a place like on a a fan bike or something to where you can really you know get out there and just hammer um oh you're saying like when you're riding out training you can't push your heart rate or push your threshold high enough because you're i mean well it doesn't take me much to get out up there but because you're so good and efficient on the bike it's really hard to like push it i mean you could potentially do figure eights and probably yeah yeah potentially when i'm i'm making a little bit of a comparison to like you've you you've seen the guy on the on the mountain skiing right who's been skiing for 40 years and he's 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 so good and so efficient that his he's let his physical fitness slip because he can still hang with everybody and he can still beat most people but he his his skill level is so high or hers skill level so high that they haven't had to work the physical side of it as much to be up at that top level. So the gym is a great place to help get some of that edge back. And then on the flip side, someone more like myself, who, uh, like my bike skills are hampering what I can condition on the bike kind of, right? So again, the gym is like the same but opposite for me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Get it. <laughs> I had a thought. I think it was. I'm trying to remember what it was, but I think it was along the lines of, you know, something along the lines of like skills, skills and fitness. Like if you can't practice skills or you're limited. Oh, oh that's what I was gonna say. Seat time is always great, but um, you know if you don't have time or if it doesn't work out in your day, you know, 30 minutes to 60 minutes of training can help, (laughs) I don't know what I'm trying to say, help improve your writing even if you're not getting seat time because you're with a increased level of fitness when you do have the opportunity to spend time on the seat you are in a better position and better able to go longer, go harder, and get more out of those skill sessions or rides or whatever they may be than had you not put the training in on your fitness beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. Did I make sense on that? (laughs) Yeah. It took me a second there. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think um, it's usually getting out to go for a ride is a fairly decent commitment, right? Unless you have something in your backyard um, or live like really accessible to Mm -hmm. some terrain. And so if, you know, if you're a weekend warrior, being able to train and stay fit and use that time during the week to increase fitness, then when you get out on the bike, you can maximize your time for Mm -hmm. sure. If you're a competitive racer, rider, um, using the off season to take a step back off the bike for a little bit 
build that base level of strength uh, relative to you, um, build up the conditioning in a very easy to monitor and easy to repeat and all those things manner is very important. I mean, that's the other part is if, you know, let's say you have a little hard enduro loop that's three miles long that you can go ride whenever. You're gonna have parts of that loop that are really challenging, parts of it that are a little less challenging. Um, and so it's, it's really hard to get a consistent heart rate for that entire duration. And so being able to step off the bike and get into a, a gym, more gym specific, I mean, it could be cycling. or You're getting at like where you can control your heart rate. More. Well, yeah, it's very important, right? So if you're trying to build your aerobic base, you need to get your heart rate to a certain level and hold it consistent for a certain amount of time, basically per week for a certain amount of time. And so it's, it's much easier to do that in a gym setting mm-hmm. than it is to go out. It's more of a controlled environment. And, and ride your local trails or, or whatever. What do you think is the minimum effective dose for off-season training? It depends a little bit on the person, on the work schedule, on life, all those things for sure. Um, I think four to five days a week, an hour a day would be probably pretty good. Again, we're not, the gym is not our sport. Um, and so we could get away with a lot less than other activities, such as like if you were trying to do a competitive CrossFit or, or be, again, the gym's just a tool to perform on the bike. And so for the most, I bet four to five hours what if, a week. Three be, I said minimum effective dose. Because <sighs> I, think, I think if you, you know, I'm just talking out loud, but... I think a minimum of two to three days in the gym. Yeah. You know, if you're still out on the bike, still doing stuff and you have that capability, then, you know, ideally at least three, you know, if, if it, even if it's two, it's better than zero. Yeah, for sure. I I would say more three to four there. And then like your in season would drop back to shorter sessions and that would be like twice a week Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But in season or sorry, off season. Yeah. Three to four. It would kind of be minimum for me, and then um, upwards of five, probably max. And again, we're not talking for much longer than three months here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like this is a six month block. We're probably pushing more gym specific training for two months, maybe a month to kind of transition, and then getting right into more tailored down kind of peaking for a specific, you know, event. Or something. I like it. So, yeah, as um, and as you're peaking, basically technical skill goes up, strength training and gym specific stuff goes down. So you're just kind of reversing that. The further away, or the further you are out from whatever you're looking to train for, the more general your training should be, which would be. Again, gym strength specific. Um, not to say you can't be out on the bike and doing other things. It's just your main focus is building that base of conditioning and strength work. And then the closer you get 
to the event, you're basically just kind of inverting that pyramid and going the other way. So mm-hmm. increase in technical or bike skills and decrease in the amount of gym specific work you'd be doing. Right on. In season versus off season training. If you're listening and you don't have a forced off season like us in Idaho, we might be a little jealous. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but it's nice. I mean, you we definitely have the tendency to hit it hard and then forced rest. But we'll be traveling some to go ride to continue our fall. It's a little depressing when it snows October 11th and then freezes and then the ground freezes and then it snows again. Anywho, I digress. Um, yeah. If you do have a forced off season, 110% take advantage of it. And even if you don't take advantage of it, because our goal is to continue becoming better writers and healthier humans, all that jazz. Yeah. And uh, I would just stress that, like, what are we, October, what's today, the 12th? 13th. 13th. So... If if you're race or riding, you know, if, if spring times you're like, I'm getting back on the bike, hitting it hard next summer or spring, right? But I want to be ready to go. Mm-hmm. You need to start in November. <laughs> start like, <laughs> you can't start in March. Mm-hmm. It's too late. Yeah. So take advantage of your off season. Um, hope this podcast, podcast, podcast was valuable to you. Thanks for listening if you made it this far. Um, if you need any help with your training, shameless plug, Enduro Method. Um, but take advantage of that off-season if you have one. And um, if you are not, if you need a hand with it, reach out to us. Send us a DM on Instagram or Facebook, or you can find us on at EnduroMethod.com. And, yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, I mean, our group fitness track is what we do, and it's it's built for making you more fit and having more fun on the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're someone who's interested in getting specific and you got some really specific goals for next year, uh, we do offer one-on-one training. So mm-hmm. reach out, send us a DM, get in contact us with, with us through the website, mm-hmm. um, and we'd be happy to work with you. Yeah. All right. Cheerio. Bye. Bye.